1: Welcome back to VQL Daily, presented by Ben MGM. Ed Egross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Those were the dulcet tones of Jack Collinsworth on the call for Notre Dame versus USC. Joe, I know you're a big fan of Jack, who, by the way, it's spelled J-A-C because the Collinsworths do not like excessive consonants in their first (laughs) names.
2: Apparently. (laughs)
1: It's just
2: so low rent, man. Like, it's supposed to be a big game. It was the biggest game of the day, and then you turn it on, and you're like, oh, God. Paul Aspen actually hates it more than I do, but uh, and I strongly It's bad. It. He should not. I, that clip right there tells the whole story, doesn't it? Like, he's yeah, not ready yeah. for this. It, it's like a no. child.
0: He, it's not his fault, to be fair. But it is look, it's nepotism, no. and to be perfectly frank, it's the same thing with Noah Eagle. He's just better at it. But he's Jack good. Jack does not belong, but he's good. But they both got there the same way because their dad. Joe Buck, you somewhat. could say that.
2: You could say that about Joe Buck. True. Sure, and he's but good like look, too.
0: look, Jack right. belongs. calling high school games right now. If that if that's what he wanted wants to do, but look, the, it's it's not on him. I mean it sounds like a high school game. It sounds like a high school game. That's or like CBS like. Sports Network. Sure. <laughs> like start somewhere. <laughs> I mean it's it's on the suits who put him there. It's not necessarily on him like he's what do you like he's he's trying. Like he's going to turn it down, for right. It. right? Right. Right. What are you going to say to Jack that? Like, is I would cringe. say yes too.
3: There I said it. He's horrible. It's cringe. Any position cringe. you put him in, it's really uncomfortable and you're just kind of like like you said, nepotism. It doesn't seem fair. He, that is, there's does dad be have that options. much
0: power?
2: So his dad is that much power.
0: Well, it's so. the Sunday Night Football connection. I mean, I know. it's NBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: If, I don't. If you so I, Google I mean, Jack Collinsworth, there is nothing positive. I don't think there's many people <laughs> who disagree with us right now. Well, I don't 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 know know if you guys feel this
1: way about the business in general, but there are a lot of really talented young guys who are in their 20s who are calling, you know, nationally televised games. I mean, heck, Joe Davis who's going to be calling the World Series fairly soon. He's what, 32, something like that. So this is something where because of YouTube, because of the Internet, you have a lot of young play-by-play guys who have been practicing since they were eight years old for moments like these. And there's a ton of talent to go around, and I wonder if that is part of the frustration that someone with the last name Collinsworth can get a gig like this, knowing full well that there are guys who practice this stuff in their bedroom since they were in the womb, basically, uh, and they're able to do a fantastic job. Who yeah. also and went and to I don't remain,
2: know
0: that necessarily way. like that. Connection yeah, right. Is real. So there's yeah, there's that connection. There's a lot of connections. I I don't know. It's fair to assume that like chris pushed for this or anything like that um i mean there's the obvious nbc connections the Dame connections i think it's probably more likely that it's some suit with a bright idea and like this is going to be the next big thing and And chris is going to be really happy with this decision Mm -hmm.
2: and he's in notre dame and yeah yeah i could see that some some would say his real name is jack collins worthless some would say i would not
0: (laughs) No shot, you came up with that on your own. Who did you steal that from?
2: I, I well, I used to say, <laughs> yeah, well, I used to say has it about a dad, in the so now where we can her do thumb
1: that. goes down and she says, Boo, and all of that. Yeah, that's that's where that I like it right. Pounds worthless. Oh my God. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's not funny, it's, it's terrible. It's pretty good. It's I think it's
3: hilarious.
1: No, it's a bad one. <laughs> It's a really bad pun. As coming from someone who loves using puns all the time, I, I'm not a fan of that one. Uh speaking of puns, uh, let's talk about the Heisman race here because boy did Saturday kind of make things interesting as far as how much we downgraded Caleb Williams and how much we upgraded Michael Penix Jr., Joe.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh let's first off, let's uh let us 1st off let us let us put it out that uh did it did it impact. His number one draft stock, no. He's still minus 500 to be the number one overall pick for everyone that's saying, see, he's not that great. He doesn't fix everything. He's facing a real defense. It's not a Pac-12 defense. That may be true, but as of right now, as far as the betting market, uh, yeah, still minus 500. Drake May, second favorite at plus 550. So going into Saturday... It was a he was about a co-favorite with Michael Penix, about a co-favorite. Penix had a great game. Everybody was watching that one. He comes through. Right. And then this happened. The worst performance we've seen from Caleb Williams in his college career. Like it was bad. Was it all on him? I don't think so. I mean, that then that uh, Notre Dame front was ridiculous. And they were all over him mm-hmm. the entire game. Uh, it, it was a tough spot for him, but the, the shocking part was in game, you know, into going into the day, he's basically at the top of the board. And then in the fourth quarter, I look at it and he was 50 to one. Now the market has settled a little bit. I've seen 20 to one, 35 to one, but I thought that was really telling during that game for him to drop all the way to 50 to one. And it's something that we've talked about since the summer. He has to be perfect. He has to be a, almost a little bit better than perfect to be in the mix all season for the Heisman. That's loss number one for USC. And, you know, some brought up, oh, they're probably thinking that there's going to be more losses down the road. And if you look at your, their schedule, yeah, I would agree with that. But I, my reaction was it was going to take one. And he got the one. And it was a massive dud on mm-hmm. in primetime. National TV game, which you can't always watch the the USC games. They're not always the most high-profile games from time to time or a little bit later than some uh, would expect. I think it's over. He's out. People were tweeting me, would you bet it now at 50-1? to Absolutely not. He's not winning this award. That's what it screamed at me. They were looking for a reason. They got the reason. I know there's half a season left, and I (laughs) – Part of that is my opinion. I don't think that they're going to go undefeated the rest of the way when you look at the Pac-12 teams that 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 awful defense is going to have to face.
3: It's tough when you're looking to go back-to-back for the Heisman and you have a performance like that, like you said, Joe. It's like you're looking for a reason not to give it to them, and you have it. I don't know how you can give it to them after that, right? Like, How do you overcome that? Something really crazy has got to happen in the Heisman uh <laughs> candidate market for him to still be able to win it at this point in my opinion And how are they going to make Michael Penix just looks so good yeah i mean That'd he it he tough, wanted man. he put the best performance up i mean i think he's a short runner now
1: it, it certainly feels like there is a saturation of quarterbacks this year i mean we saw mm-hmm. two fantastic performances between washington and oregon with penix and bo nix is one of those deals where you can't just be lackluster And expect that your name or the team you play for will carry you to Heisman consideration. That's just not the case. I mean, JJ McCarthy might be a really good example where, yeah, he might have his opportunities later in the year to showcase what he can do, but we're not talking about him very much, even though like he's been super efficient. One of those things where Michigan, yeah, they may be the best team in the country, but they're doing it with the ground game. They're controlling the tempo and the contest in general. It's not necessarily because of the passing attack, and that puts McCarthy in a bind because we got all these other quarterbacks that we really love. I mean, highest ticket percentage as far as the Heisman uh, is concerned uh, from BetMGM, it's Shadur Sanders at 18%. The highest handle, yeah, it still belongs to Caleb Williams at 17%, but Sanders is still very much in the mix as well as Michael Penix Jr. So there's so many other really good quarterbacks that we can point to, and that's what's making that argument really tough for Caleb Williams. Not to mention, he was already in a bind because I think voters don't necessarily want to give the same guy, the Heisman, two consecutive years, and so that is a hurdle that you have to jump over and I think it's something that we really didn't take into consideration as much as perhaps we should have, that voters do like that element of surprise. And I think they also like that hashtag narrative that they can go to their readers and audience to to say, OK, I voted for this Heisman contender because of this story. And that's harder to do with Caleb Williams because he's such a known commodity. Whereas some of these other guys, like maybe they're known, but here's a cool story that I can use to back up my vote with.
2: Yep. Yeah, for sure. So it's, I mean, that's what we talked about is when all summer he was the clear odds on favorite. I'm like, no, this is not going to happen. Their first chance. And it, like, you think about what he would have to do they they've got to run the table, right? They've got to win their last five. It's U- Utah. Now you got to go to against Utah. So you go from that Notre Dame defense and we saw the struggles they had. To a home game against Utah, the number six and a half. I see sevens out there. USC is favored. That's a really interesting game we'll talk about throughout the week. They have Washington and Oregon in back-to-back weeks. Like, mm-hmm. just, okay. If he wins all those games, then he re-enters the conversation. I just don't think they're going to re-enter the conversation. And they close the season with UCLA, too. That's not easy. at well. So, no, it's, it's, it's going to be tough.
3: Yeah, I don't see it happening, and I just think Penix mm-hmm. has looked so good. I mean, leads the nation in passing yards per game. He's even ahead of Sanders there, and ranks among leaders in pretty much every other category.
0: So Washington does still have to run the table and get in for Penix to win, right? Because they still got a slate of games left. They do. Everybody, I in mean, that I think they're allowed
1: party. one trip up, right? I mean, I, I mean, yeah. To, to expect a team to go undefeated, I mean, it almost never happens. You know, you'll no, have one, to, maybe two teams do that. Will Will they get into the playoff with a loss? If they run the table after that and win the Pac-12, I think they can. Okay. Now, they might need a little bit of help, but I I think it's very possible. I mean... The Pac-12 champion of the last few years has had two or more losses. If it's just one and you have that dominant, or not dominant, but an impressive win against Oregon, Washington does play USC, I believe. If they win that game and also the Pac-12 championship, then they win the marquee games. And so maybe they get tripped up somewhere, but the resume would be good enough, I think.
2: The Pac-12 deserves a team in. You could make the argument that it's top to bottom, it's the best conference in the nation. They should get a team in. But maybe something we're talking about tomorrow, the the gap between Penix and the rest of the pack, it goes from minus 140, 9 to 1, 10 to 1. So where's the value?
1: Exactly. We will get to baseball a little later on in the program. In the meantime, this is BeckQl Daily presented by BetMGM. We will turn our attention to the Week 7 NFL board and share our early favorite plays right here on the Beck Network.